Welcome to the Dear Beloved Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jean, founder of the Beloved Collective, and together we will dive deep into relationships, femininity, and the stages leading up to marriage from a Catholic perspective. Here you'll find real conversations rooted in the truth, dispelling the lies found in our culture, and learn practical ways that we can keep Christ at the center of our lives and relationships. Dear Beloved, welcome back. Today, I want to talk about something that I don't hear talked about a lot and that I think it's really necessary to talk about because it's damaging what is being talked about about it, um, in my opinion. So I want to talk today about a couple myths that um, we hear a lot of times. And I think these sayings are said in good hopes, in hopes that they're encouraging, in hopes that um, they give grace to the people that um, they are meant for. But I think the opposite actually happens. And even though there are good intentions of which they are being said in, um, it doesn't always follow through and what we can do instead. So before I lose you, (laughs) let's talk about what the two myths are that we're going to talk about today and these two sayings that people often um, talk about when they want to encourage somebody, but in reality, I think they're doing more harm than good. And these are, you're doing fine. Yep, we hear that all the time. And the second one is, it should be easy if it's meant to be. Now, I hesitate a little bit in um, taking these head on because I know it's not going to be popular. However, um, my ministry is all about letting the truth be free and, and helping people, um, encounter the truth in a way that it changes their life. And so I am not going to stand for things that are not going to serve us, um, serve you, anything like that. I am here to bring the Lord's truth uh, into the world. So that's what we're doing today. So let's take the first one. The first nicety that people are saying is you're doing fine, right? We hear that in regards to um, people's life choices or their habits or, you know, I hear it sometimes when people are saying, you know, I'm trying to do this thing and oh, you're trying too hard. Like you're doing fine. And in some ways, Yes, in some ways we are where we are meant to be in a way, but we also have a lot more say in where we are. We have a lot more that freedom gives us that we are responsible for our lives. And so when we say, oh, you're doing fine, it can actually mean opposite things of what you are trying to convey, right? It can mean, right? People hearing that can mean it allows for people to stay where they are, right? There, There's no um, invitation to go deeper. So there's, it allows people to stay where they are, even if they are ex- exhibiting destructive behavior or vices, right? Or sin, right? So you're doing fine is sometimes an excuse and and saying, hey, you know what? You don't have to try because, um, you know, we see you and your effort is enough. So continue in this destructive, destructive behavior. It's okay. You're doing fine, right? 
the second thing it can do is that there's no invitation to go deeper, right? It, it, it helps or it uh, allows that person to stay where they are and be like, oh yeah, doing fine. Cool, cool, cool. And doesn't allow them to dig deeper and to say, no, like I want to grow and be better. And the third thing it can do is it conveys to somebody that you're kind of giving up on them in a way. Now, hear me through on this. I know it's a little bit confusing to get to this point, but um, you're kind of giving up on that person because you're saying you're doing fine. You're not encouraging them to grow. You're not encouraging them to go deeper. And so in a way, it's letting them know that that's all they are in their, in your eyes, right? This destructive behavior or whatever they're in is the best they're going to do. And because there's no opportunity for growth um, and that we, we put them in this box in a way that this is who they are now or this is who they will, will ever be, then it really allows them to stay in in a mindset that just is kind of a roller coaster that allows them to stay where they are um and because they know that they are staying where they are in your mind right and okay you could say that these things are harsh that this isn't what i mean when i say that okay that's fair your intention is not there but those words those bring those conclusions. Again, they are they allow people to stay where they are, even if they're exhibiting destructive behaviors and vices. There's no invitation to grow deeper or to be better. And you're giving up on them in a way. You're letting them stay there and you're not, um, you're convincing them that, that that's all they are in your mind, right? So what do we do instead? We want to convey right? The nicety of you're doing fine, kind of give them grace. Um, But we don't want to convey those things. Here's something we can say instead. We can say, I see you and your effort. Keep going. Okay. Saying that allows them to see, A, gives them real encouragement, right? It gives them real encouragement and it helps them be seen um, right then and there, you say, I see you, I see your effort, right? You may not be there, but I see it. And that is good. The effort is good, right? So it gives them encouragement of not only how far they've come, but encouragement also to continue and to go, right? And that brings me to my second point and invites them to go deeper, right? Keep going and invites them to go deeper and invites them to um, really draw on their progress thus far and to continue in that on that trajectory and thirdly it gives them purpose and it lets them know that you're in their corner it gives them purpose because they are seen they you know people do things for a lot of reasons right? We could say that there are some people who are people pleasers, right? More so than others. Um, but I think it would be a gross generalization to say that, um, there's no one (laughs) that, uh, does not take somebody's, 
you know, view of them into consideration. We all have some level of, um, wanting to be accepted by others. And that's not a bad thing. In fact, that's a good thing because it keeps us in check, right? Because we are social beings, because we're made to be in community. We have, we have this check and balance between, oh, the moral compass of ourselves. Yes, first and foremost, but also of others. If we are going so far against a society in a bad way, we're going to want to know, right? And if we're going so far against the society in a good way, because the society is so far, chances are there will be a few other people who are on your side and be like, hey, no, 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 you're, you're doing that. You're doing right. You know, keep going because it's crazy out here, (laughs) right? Just imagine like Noah and his family. I mean, that's just took a turn, but you know what I mean? Um, They were the only ones living for God and the whole culture the whole world was not. And so, um, but, but it wasn't just Noah, right? It was Noah and his wife and his kids, right? He wasn't alone in that. So it gives people that, uh, you know, I see you. And because we really, our greatest, one of our greatest desires as humans is to be seen known and loved. And so to be seen in your effort is sometimes more of a prize than achieving your goal. Okay. Maybe not more of, but it definitely helps. It helps uh, give fuel to the journey. It helps with the passion to continue all of these things. And by saying this, instead of, oh, you're doing fine, that I see you in your effort and that you keep going. It lets people know that you're in their corner. Really, truly, it lets them know that not only are you expecting great things for them because you know them well enough to know that they can do more, right? We see the potential of a person. Now, potential and actual, right? Potentiality and actuality um, is something that maybe you haven't thought of since your college philosophy class, if if you ever took one, Right. But in reality, we don't, as humans living our lives, we don't ever want to stay in the actuality for too long because there's no growth there. When we are acting in a way that we are trying to achieve a goal, right? Um, As humans, we know through our experiences, this is true, as you can nod your head along if you agree, that when you've been working towards something for a long time and you achieve it, it's not always maybe what you expected, right? For example, you know, this is going back a few years, but I remember being so um, dis- just dissatisfied with my college graduation day. Okay, now you can say I've been working towards that moment for my whole life, right? Especially concentrated in the last five or four years of college, right? Every day working towards graduation day, every day. Um, But then you get there and you realize that was this what it was all worth? Like this is this the moment that it was, you know, for But then at the same time, you get to that point and you've grown so much through the journey to get to that goal that 
that goal is no longer the endpoint. You have more endpoints along the way. And that is a beautiful thing because human beings are not meant to be just stuck. We're meant to grow and continue and to change. Change and growth are the lifeblood of the world, really, truly. And so when you see somebody and you say, I see you in your effort and I encourage you to keep going, you're not only acknowledging that you know them, but that you're like, hey, like I see your potential and I know you can be so great. So keep going and I'm here for you, right? That does more for that person than saying, oh, you know, you're doing fine. And putting them in that corner and letting them be and not encouraging them to go further. So that's what I have to say for you. If you find yourself saying, you know, you're doing fine, you're doing fine. I encourage you to think about those things and how that might be what what it really is communicating to people. And then I encourage you to think about what else you could say instead. For example, I give the example of I see you and your effort keep going, right? That gives a lot more um, depth to, I think, the intention behind you're doing fine. When people say that, um, it actually achieves that goal. So I encourage you to do that. Um, Before I get on to the next myth, I want to talk a little bit about some things that are exciting that are coming up in the beloved world. Um, So you're listening here to the beloved, the dear beloved podcast, and I love hanging out with you here. Um, But there's a few things coming down the line that I'm super excited to talk about and to share with you. Um, And I want you to keep an eye out for um, July, which is coming up next week. I cannot believe it. Um, there are a few things happening on one of my favorite feast days, July 12th is, um, St. Louis and Zelly Martin's feast day. And if you've been around long enough, you know that St. Louis and Zelly Martin are some of my patron saints for my business. And if you've also been around for a while, you know that I like to do launches and announcements and things like that on feast days. So, very exciting. And I don't want to tease it too much um, because I'll talk about it next week on the podcast, but I do want to encourage you to keep your eyes open and peeled for uh, announcements and things like that. And in the meantime, there are plenty of new things in the shop. I never actually announced it on the podcast here, but I have some new things happening in the, in the beloved co shop. Um, you can find it on my website. You can find it, um, a link to it in the show notes. I always include a link to it in all the show notes. Um, and I have some new products, which is super exciting. Um, tumblers, guys, I've been wanting to create tumblers since I decided to make a product shop. And these 40 ounce simple modern tumblers that I got engraved. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm showing you (laughs) here. Um, On one side with a 
olive branch. And I call them the peace tumblers because an olive branch is, is the sign for peace, but it's also um, a symbol for friendship. And when you give an olive branch to a friend, it um, is telling them that you're, you'll be there and you're committed to them and you're committed to see their success. And so um, it makes a great gift. It helps you stay hydrated. I use mine every day. Um, so I love that for sure. I also have some new cards up in the shop. Um, I made some for Father's Day, which I know has passed already, um, but I have some new thank you cards in the shop, a new wedding card. Um, I had some requests for that. I, I do have a marriage card, part of the sacrament collection that I have, um, but you know, people going to multiple weddings, so <laughs> you might need multiple cards. Um, so I have a new uh, wedding card in the shop. What else? Um... Oh, and I have a baby card. Um, I have a lot of friends and family having babies. And so I created a card that helps celebrate them um, in their new, welcoming this new life into their uh, families. And so that's a great uh, card to send to somebody who is growing and ex expecting um, or just had a baby. So those are new things happening in the shop. And like I said, keep your eyes peeled for the announcement coming next week. Okay, back to the myths. The second one I want to talk about, and deep breaths, because <laughs> there are a lot of people who say this with such good intention. And I'm the type of person who, you know, I can be empathetic, sure. Um, but I'm also intellectual. And so when I hear this, I more than not want to correct the person who says it and have this argument on why it's not what they think it means. Um, instead of seeing them in their hurt. Um, so that's definitely something I am working on. However, okay, this is the this is the saying, I feel like it should be easy if it's meant to be, right? Ooh. Have you ever heard this or have you ever said this, right? Um, you're in a situation, um, say, you know, you have a single friend and they've been going on a date with uh, a couple dates with somebody and um, they you know, having an argument or something, right? And they come back and they say, you know, it should be easy if it's meant to be. Like, the, I, I can't, no, no, no. I often hear this around relationships and the work that I do, that's generally um, where I hear it. And I, I want to say it's a load of baloney. <laughs> Goodness. When, you know, we know as Catholics, right, especially in our faith life, if we've done any type of, um, you know, reading of the gospel. We know that Christ does not, <laughs> he does not say that it will be easy. He does not say that our journey will be easy. He says, my task is easy and my burden is light if we're following him. But he also says we will be persecuted for following him. And so wh where does this balance lead? Um, First of all, what is right will always, always take work. Anything good in life is worthy of work. 
to be fought for. A lot of times what is easy is the easy way out, which can often lead to destructive behaviors or vices or bad habits or even sin. And so when something is easy or that we continually choose the easy way out, that's that's a flag for me to be like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. Let me think about this. Why am I always choosing the easy way out? Is it because I'm afraid of hard work? Um, what does that all mean? And in Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 to 26, um, Jesus tells his disciples, he says, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who will lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? Now, I'm sure you guys have heard that passage before, but I want it to sink in in this context of Christ is literally telling us that when we choose to follow him, that means that we have to deny ourselves. There are going to be selfish desires that come up from us because of our concupiscence, because of the original sin that Adam and Eve committed. And so therefore, there will be times when we have, you know, selfish tendencies that we need to put aside if we truly want to follow Christ. So all this you do you and, you know, it feels good, so I'm going to do it, is really um, another way of saying selfish desires, truly. Um, because and in, in this passage, Christ is literally telling us, deny yourself. Deny yourself and follow me because I'm the way, the truth, and the life. You're not the way, the truth, and the life. If you follow yourself, you're going to lead down to destruction. And you know what? You're not actually, you know, in charge there. The devil is. So, I mean, listen to him. <laughs> listen to Christ. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but when, you know, part of this that really does get me as well is in in verse 26 when he says, For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world, but forfeit their life. And in this, we've got to think about eternal life, right? What, to what end is following your selfish desires? And to what end is following, say, the culture to be popular or the devil because you want power or money or whatever, all these vices, right? What end is ever better, right? Is being a millionaire, is being an influencer with thousands and thousands of followers worth giving up your eternal life? And I know that's heavy and I know that's maybe not what you wanted to hear today because it's convicting you that you need to follow Christ and really look at your actions in 
and I'm in this space too. And it's, it's, it's an uncomfortable place because sometimes we can think, oh, these things are so black and white. We can read this passage and we're like, yes, 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 yes. I believe, right. I'm following you. But when we break it down and we look at it in, in simple everyday terms, something so little as, you know, blowing off mass because you wanted to take a nap or something like that, like following your selfish desire um, versus really following the Lord and what he wants from you. When you break it down and you look at it from these tiny little decisions that we make every day, it becomes a whole lot clearer how people can get so far off the course. Because I think sometimes we can look at it so black and white and be like, oh, well, I'll never get there, right? I'll never be more concerned about money than I am my salvation. Maybe you can be listening to this right now and saying, you know, yeah, like I'm trying to make money to survive, but I'm not, you know, trying to be a millionaire and I'm not going to lose my soul in the process. But it takes little tiny decisions to get there, to either get (laughs) to following the Lord and, um, doing that so faithfully in the little choices or the little choices of being selfish and following your own um, desires that get you other places or the desires that other people put in your own way, right? The culture is really good at that. The culture is really good about, you know, making something else shiny and saying, no, you want this and convincing you that you want it. And it's not always true. Maybe you do really want it. And maybe those are just words that you've heard so often that you think, I should want it, right? Um, Wow, that's a whole topic. And I (laughs) could talk forever on that. Um, But I don't want to. So we will leave it at that for today. Um, But a a few other thoughts on this this myth of it should be easy if it's meant to be, right? What is right will always take work, right? We know this, but it's true. What is right will always, always take work. Um, I hear this in relation to relationships a lot, like I said, and sometimes it's for people who have been dating for a long time and they see a future with this person, um, But when it gets to a certain point, they say, oh, no, no, this is too hard. It shouldn't be this hard. Um, And that gives me pause. And I encourage them to look at that and their desire behind that. Because while, yes, this is the time in dating to break it off if there is a real issue. A hundred percent, this is a time where you have to be really, really, really critical. And really, really honest with yourself and with the people that you are discerning marriage with. However, we don't want to get into the rhythm of, you know, as soon as something gets hard, you break it off because relationships are hard. Life is hard. Marriage is hard. And so if you break it off every time something gets hard, what happens if it's not hard until you're married? And then that's your response right? I'm not saying, not saying at all that if something is really wrong in a relationship, not to break it off in the dating and engaged phase. Absolutely not. But 
this mindset of it, it should be easy if it's meant to be, is damaging for those long-term marital relationships because you'll run when it gets hard because then obviously it's not meant to be. And there's a difference, right? I want to talk about there's a difference between hard and hard to get through, right? There's a difference between something that's hard, hard, right? Like an illness that there's no explanation for or an accident or something happening to someone you love. That's just hard and it's going to take a while to get through it. But there's also hard work, right? Something is hard, but it's because we're growing. It's because we have to get through it to be better, right? And so while there's a difference, they're both good. They can both be good. And we shouldn't just banish everything that's hard. We should distinguish between the two, right? This is hard, hard. And I'm going to, you know, take a deep breath, get what I need in place and, and get through it, give it time, whatever it needs. Or, you know, something is hard, but it's worth it, right? So I'm going to roll up my sleeves and I'm going to do it. Um, and neither should stop you. Truly, neither should stop you because life, like I was mentioning earlier, is constantly changing and we constantly need to be growing and live in that potential because working towards the actual because we are always growing. With growth comes hard. With growth comes hard pills to swallow. (laughs) With growth comes hard things to work through. With growth comes hard setbacks that maybe are not you're doing or maybe they are you're doing and that can sometimes be even more painful but I leave you with this I leave you with eternal life is worth every discomfort that we think we will experience because truly sometimes experiences can be more painful than we imagined or maybe the imagination is way more painful than the actual experience Either way, eternal life is worth the discomfort that we may come across in this life. And that's exactly what Christ says in Matthew 16. He says that deny yourself and take up your cross because it's worth it. Your eternal life is worth it. And I want to live in eternity with you forever. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Um, (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode. I got a little fired up there, Um, but I am continually convicted that what I'm doing in this space is to talk about these hard things and to um, bring the truth of the Lord because as he says, he is the way, the truth, and the life, and I truly Uh, think that the culture needs a little bit uh, of infusion of the truth. And so that's why I'm here. And I hope you join me on the journey. Check me out on Instagram. Um, Follow me along there. I have a lot of great conversations there. Um, So let's start the conversation about these things. And maybe what are some other things that we hear or that we say that we want to dissect a little bit? Uh, Maybe something feels a little eh iffy, (laughs) icky when we say it, whatever the case may be, um, and you want to chat about it some more, send me a DM, comment on something. Let's get that conversation started and I will see you next time. Thanks for tuning into the Dear Beloved podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or many on social media and leave a rating and review. 
And don't forget to follow along at The Beloved Collective on Instagram and YouTube. That's Beloved spelled B-L-V-E-D.